yeah, yeah, yeah. Soon as my feet touch the floor today, one mission, hustle and motivate. Welcome to the Leader Growth Podcast. I'm David Skidmore. At Leader Growth, we are committed to helping people and organizations overcome challenges and experience transformation. Each episode of the Leader Growth Podcast addresses real leadership problems and gives you a simple path to take to grow as a leader. If you'd like to download the show notes to follow along with today's episode, you can find them at leadergrowth.us forward slash podcast. That's leadergrowth.us forward slash podcast. Also, I would be so honored today if you would review, rate, subscribe to this podcast, and would you share it with someone that you know? As a leader, your world will always involve people. A lot of people feel overwhelmed by the challenges they face of connecting with others. Whether that is at a networking event or with a team member, many leaders feel confused and often anxious about how to connect with people in a meaningful way. And that's why I'm so excited for today's conversation. Julie Parton is a dynamic communicator with a diverse background in multimedia journalism and digital marketing. She has over 15 years of experience creating innovative content and a proven track record of using relevant technology to grow communities, causes, and brands. She is currently the editor-in-chief at the 405 Magazine. She is in the cast of Connect, produced by Life.ChurchTV, and maintains multiple spokesperson and commercial contracts. For five years, Julie was the managing editor for Project Inspired, the largest online community of Christian teen girls. Julie has a lot to share today because she is masterful at connecting with people. I can't wait for you to hear this conversation with Julie Parton on how to connect like a boss. But first, our friend, JB. Julie Parton, it is great to have you here in the Leader Growth Studio today. Thanks for joining me. My pleasure. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. All right. So we're going to talk today uh, about the idea of how to connect like a boss. And when I was thinking about people who connect really well, you immediately came to the top of the list. And the reason is because uh, you're one of the people who loves connecting with people. You're uh, somebody who is, I think, always at networking events. (laughs) And then also it seems like you just have infinite connections. And so I wanted us to be able to jump in and talk about Uh, how you approach connecting. Yes. So lucky for you, this is one of my favorite things in the entire world and also my greatest strength. So if you have ever done strength finders, my very top one is woo, which stands for winning others over. And I know people cringe when they hear the word networking, but I actually feel like it's essential, not only to your career, but to yourself and also just for growing your sphere of influence. Yes. And, you know, a lot of people say uh, the last thing I want to do on a Tuesday afternoon is go to a networking event. But I actually learned just from some of our conversations, some of the uh, some of the ways that you think about it and how uh, instead of just uh, walking into a room and it's not really a place that uh, you're going to walk out without anything meaningful or connections or hope out of it. You actually walk in with the idea that something really special is going to happen while you're there. Yeah, the craziest story that I have going on right now is the job that I'm at right now. I'm editor-in-chief at 405 Magazine. Yes. Is a direct result of the very first networking event that I went to in Oklahoma really? City. Yes. So I just moved here from Los Angeles. Um, I had a baby. 
I really did not have time to go to a networking event. And like you said, it was Tuesday morning. Yeah. I think it was 8.39, something early downtown. But I really felt like I needed to get some contacts going in the city. I needed to make some friends. I needed to meet some people and just get that ball rolling in some form. Yeah. So I walk in blind to this networking event and it was kind of a bust. There wasn't really... Um, Which is saying a lot if a networking event is a well, bust listen, for you. I thought it was a bust, but it wasn't a bust. Okay. So I just, I guess the vibe that I had hoped that I was going to walk into, a bunch of young creatives wasn't it. So yeah. um, it was more so suits, maybe people who were kind of drugged there. Yeah. And people weren't really excited about it. But I see this girl and I'm like, I got a babysitter for this. I drove downtown. This will not be for nothing. I go up, I introduce myself, we exchange stories, and she says, you know, I just met another girl last week with a similar story. Another girl who had just moved here and was also a journalist. Wow. We, she puts us in contact. She becomes one of my best friends. This girl refers me for the job that I have now. Literally, she used to work in Corpus Christi for my publisher, and she, she connects us. Okay, so let's go back in time. When you moved here, this is how long ago? 2017. I moved from downtown Los Angeles to Oklahoma City. And you took this role as editor-in-chief for 405 Magazine in... I took this role for editor-in-chief of 405 Magazine in July of 2021, but I interviewed for the job in 2019 and didn't get it the first time. Okay, so... I think and my bosses said yeah. when they didn't give me the job, it, they she's, my boss was like, I just kept seeing, why is this Julie Parton lady everywhere? Like yeah. she just, we couldn't forget about each other. And so when the woman who they gave the job to, who was far senior to me, retired, they, mm -hmm. they circled back around. It's interesting because you're talking about something, you know, a, a lot of times I think when I first started going to networking events, I felt a lot of pressure for things to happen instantly. But you're talking about a connection that happens and there's something that's going to happen over a long period of time. So this, this is a long con. You have to think <laughs> of each person that you meet as the relationship has the potential to grow roots and develop a life of its own. Mm -hmm. So you don't just shake someone's hand for the first time at a chamber of commerce and expect a deal to happen or a job offer to come. Mm -hmm. You're developing a relationship. And so I think first and foremost, and this is a lot harder for introverts, but it's just about making a connection with a person yeah. and hearing their story. Mm. So um, the classic classic how to win friends and influence people yes yes yeah that's just 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 the starting point don't criticize condemn or complain hmm. there you go <laughs> and then the other half of it is ask the other person questions about themselves so have you ever heard about people's experience with bill clinton i have but i bet you're going to tell me some stuff i've never heard before so come on so Bill Clinton, just so popular, very yeah. charismatic, dynamic. Everyone who walked away from a conversation with him realized they talked about themselves the entire time. Wow. Because all he did was just ask them questions and learn about who they were. Yeah. And so the president of the United States instead would turn it back around on the other person just to form a connection. So this could actually play to the advantage of an introvert because some of the introverts I know are more thoughtful. Yes. And so if you're a thoughtful person, you can start putting together probably some really good questions to help build uh, your level of engagement with people. Right. Yeah. And have a, a meaningful conversation. Now, I do want to ask you, when you walk 
into a networking event or when you're driving there? What are you thinking about? I mean, for me, there's not a whole lot of um, game plan in place. Mm -hmm. It sounds a little conniving, but sometimes I know certain people are going to be there and I want to become friends with them. Sure. Um, either for story ideas or for community connections, or they have a lot of momentum in their direction and I'd love to be a part of whatever project they're working on. So yes, sometimes I will have those people in mind and, and wait. So um, there's this one specific woman in town I wanted to be friends with and we crossed paths at Jones Assembly and my husband's like, oh, go say hi. I'm like, oh, no, not like this. Like, it just, yeah. it wasn't the right moment. But later we did yeah. have an opportunity to meet in the right setting. Lo and behold, we text now. We're friends. Wow. We've worked together. We've collaborated. So um, going into a networking event, I don't think people should be intimidated. I think they should just be available for the opportunities that the universe might throw their way. All right, so I want How can we help each other? How can we work <laughs> together? How can we keep this going past this moment? That's it. That's one of the things that I've learned in, in our time together is, is how your, your mind works towards possibilities and things that could happen. I got to tell you something. I don't know if I've ever told you this. I don't like networking events. I <laughs> Everybody says that. Like I, I actually don't because... And one of the things I've never quite figured out is how deep do you go at a networking event? Because sometimes it feels like you could talk to one person for one hour. But at the same time, like the idea is I want to build connectivity and I don't want to necessarily dominate their time because they might be here as well to be able to engage with, with other people. So as a chronic overthinker on some of these things and just walking into a room, people go, oh, you're great at networking. You know so many different people. I like connecting like, hey, nice to meet you. Let's have a coffee sometime. But I actually get, I get kind of anxious sometimes when I'm going to a networking event. So I want you to help walk me through how I could turn into a powerful connector like you. As I said, how to connect like a boss. All right. So my husband has the same issue. He Everywhere he goes, he ends up talking to this same person <laughs> in the corner, doesn't meet anybody. And it's probably somebody just like him who isn't necessarily comfortable putting themselves out there. Mm -hmm. But then they leave and they've just connected with each other only. Yeah. So I would say walking into these situations, make sure you feel confident. Mm -hmm. I never go to a networking event without some form of heel on because I'm 5'1". Yeah. And it just reduces my power to be able to have these conversations with people. I don't see eye to eye to them if, mm -hmm. if we're standing up. So make sure that you feel confident in that moment. You are there because people want to hear from you and you are there because you want to meet them. Okay. We all have the same objectives. So nobody needs to get in their head. There's no, there's no squirmish activity happening here because you really are all there to meet each other for the same mm -hmm. purpose. So walk in and then I really, it sounds super old fashioned, but you've got to have your business card or you have no way of exiting the conversation. Because it's probably not best to say, hey, let me just give you my phone and you can put your contact you info. You can. You can do that, but it's yeah. easier to yeah. a card. And I will say that as a solid millennial, I'm comfortable with business cards. Younger generations, a mm -hmm. lot of people will be like, oh, let's follow each other on Instagram, something yeah. like that, or find my Snapchat, TikTok, something like that. But either way, this is the rhythm 
All right? Yeah. You walk in the room, feeling fly, have your business cards readily accessible. Can I, can I go back for just a second? Yeah. Do you ever have days when you don't feel confident? Um, like an yeah. off day. Okay, yeah, so if, sure. you're, if you're going to a networking event and you don't feel confident, because some of us would walk in and we go, you know what, I don't know anybody there. I think once I start talking with somebody, I might feel better. But until I get to that point, I'm feeling a little anxious. How do you get yourself to that confident space when you're not there? Well, it's a little, I have a cheat code because I'm so extroverted that it yeah. doesn't matter if I'm tired or have a headache or something. If it's a room full of people, I just forget about it and I mm -hmm. get really jazzed. But I would say if you're super in your head and you're not confident, try to rope in a wingman. Have yeah. one person there with you in a similar mm -hmm. situation. Ride in the car together, walk in together, part ways, but at least you're not walking in completely alone. Mm -hmm. Because I could see why that would be intimidating to certain people. Yeah. Or at least know one person that's going to be there that you're going to meet up with. Mm -hmm. So there's very few situations in which you walk into a room and you don't know a soul. So hopefully you know somebody that's going to be there or you can drag somebody else with you. Yeah. And if you do walk into a room completely blind, I think it's about exactly what you just said. Break the ice. Yeah. Make that first connection. Stick with that person until they introduce you to somebody else. Okay. So here's something really, really important. Okay. 85% of jobs come through someone that you know. Wow. 75% of 70% of jobs are never posted online. So this is essential. Mm -hmm. Out of my career since 2007 when I graduated college, I would say 75 to 80% of the jobs that I've had have come through someone I knew. Mm -hmm. the, like blind submission yeah. through a website, Indeed or Monster or something, that will hardly get you anywhere. Mm. First of all, there's algorithms and bots that you have to get through. But if you have one personal connection that can give you a reference, yes, that's the way in the door. And that's what we're getting to here is how do I build more personal connections so that I can get yes. in the door and have more opportunity in life? Yeah. And yeah. it's not just quote unquote networking events. It's mm -hmm. not just the standard junior league chamber of commerce, these yeah. established ones. It's more so like, launch parties in your industry yeah, or round table discussions mm. or even looking at opportunities socially that could probably parlay themselves into something professionally. Okay. So let's go back. You're, you're back at the networking event. Mm -hmm. You walk in, you're confident, you're feeling fly. You got your cards. Right. But not in your hand. Keep them in your pocket okay. or your wallet or your clutch or whatever. This is big because some of us would probably <laughs> actually walk in and we'd be like, all right, I've got 10 cards. I got 50 cards. They're all right here. You can right. see them. I'm going to start dealing them. And it's not okay. about presenting your intentions up front either. Yeah. You are literally there to meet other people and see how you can collaborate. All right. So how do you start breaking the ice? Hey, <laughs> is this your first time here? Yeah, no, mine too. I had a, I, you know, I had a little trouble parking, but I figured it out. Where did you park? So you're keeping it very yes! surface. That is just meeting somebody for the first time. Yes. Mm -hmm. Keep going. Give me a couple more of these that. Okay. Let's that, just. Yeah. I, and I actually don't like that I complained on parking. So let's take another step. Yeah. Hi. 
Julie. Hi, David. Yeah, I'm with 405 Magazine. What do you do? Oh, I got a business called Leader Growth. Tell me more. Oh, so you're putting the spotlight <laughs> on me. Yeah. Because what you're doing is, and, and th this is where you have to understand where Julie's coming from. She used the word conniving earlier. That's not authentic to who she is because she's actually always looking at how she can help other people, even if it helps her in the process. I know that from having uh, a lot of conversations with her uh, and being able to work on, on a few different projects together. It's very much looking at the other person. And so one of the things that I'm getting from this is you're not faking interest. No. You are no. genuinely interested in the other person. Whoever you're talking to at any given moment has something that they are passionate about. Mm -hmm. And if you can find that connection point, that's where the gold is. Okay. So, so then I say, well, leader growth, uh, we do training, coaching, uh, I do speaking as well. And it's all about helping people overcome challenges and experience transformation. How about you, Julie? Tell me about it. Well, I am actually editor in chief at 405 magazine. Okay. And we have been looking to cover people with podcasts in the oh, area. Oh, I love that. Right. So you love what they're doing. They love what you're doing, and mm -hmm. how can we work together? Yeah. And this is what I always do. I keep a, a running list in my mind of people and what they could use to help their dreams come true or to mm. reach their goal. So maybe wow. the connection that I'm experiencing right now doesn't help me or my business in any way. Yeah. But somebody else that I know that you haven't had the privilege to meet yet is the missing piece of the puzzle for your success and your next step. Which is what happened when you got here today. We were talking about podcasts, some of the big vision uh, behind some of the things that, that we're working on. And instantly you said, hey, I have somebody that you should talk to. He's doing these oh, things. Yeah, He's out there in California. You don't even notice you do it, but that's just <laughs> how you do it is you actually have like a running Rolodex or, you know, a, a massive puzzle on how different things can connect and right. uh, how, how you can help other people. Okay. So, you get to know a little bit about what I do. I get to know what, what you do, but now I'm in this event. I'm sitting here. I don't know if I'm going to be talking to this person for the next 45 minutes. What's next? How do you start transitioning things? That's well, first of all, it's organic. Is the conversation going well? Are you having fun talking to each other? This is a good point for people who are highly intuitive. But if you sometimes struggle with a little bit of intuition on if it's going well, mm -hmm. what do we do then? Well, when the connection is established, if you want to further it, mm -hmm. you're like, I would love to talk to you more about this. Yeah. Here's my card. Or shoot me an email. So here's, here's just a perfect example. Yeah. Okay. I go to this women's networking event called Polished. Mm-hmm. We meet once a month at the top floor and vast. So I'm riding up the elevator and I overhear these guys next to me talking. And one of them's like, oh, I sit on the, bo the board at OMRF. Okay. We just hired a new president. I love the guy. I'm not even there to meet those gentlemen. I don't know who they are. But I'm there and I'm intentionally seeking out stories about people who are doing cool stuff in the community. And we've got, you know, a lot of stories to ride together in this elevator. Yes. I'm like, I am so sorry. I don't mean to interrupt, but what is the new president's name? He tells me a little bit more about him. Mm -hmm. We end up covering that person wow. for our person of interest because it was an incredible story. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh, that's so neat. I'm actually a patient there. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of your organization. Would you shoot me an email with the details on this? We'd, we would like to cover him. So we did. Oh. We, we had 
moments together. And it was just enough to make the connection that not only helped his organization that he's on the board of, Mm. me as an editor, but also this brand new doctor to Oklahoma City who is establishing himself and just breaking ground with all kinds of new research for medical innovation. Okay, so I I love this because part of what what you're saying is I'm going to this event where people are going to be, but as I'm going there, I'm not so focused on the event that I'm missing what's happening. You're actually looking for connection. And that's... Another thing that I don't really want you to have all these questions in your head, because mm. then you're not actually listening. Yeah. Let the person talk and, and ask more about what they're actually saying. Yeah. Because these genuine connections that happen are what for, begins the start of the relationship, mm. which begins the start of the growth and the progress yes. and the next steps and the community that you're building. Is that how you would define connection is it's the beginning of the process and what you're building? How, how would you define connection? I would define connection with, I would define connection by saying you're really passionate about something Mm -hmm. and I'm going to find out what it is. Yeah. And hopefully I can see the beauty in that, or it might even be the same thing as me. Yeah. I love that. You know, I was meeting with uh, with with Matt Stansberry a few days ago, uh, and we were talking few. Th- we, we were talking through a few different things, and on the idea of, of connecting, he had this this little gem, and I loved it. He said, uh, "Good attracts good." Yeah. And so, like a lot of times, if we're too deep in our heads, if we're focusing too much on, you know, how do I do this right, we forget. I'm passionate about things. I care about things, and what I'm trying to do. I think it it can help other people. I think. I'm going to meet somebody here and they're going to be passionate about things and it can help other people. And maybe we like, I can bring a little something, they can bring a little something and we can help more people together because I believe what I'm doing is good. They're doing something good. Good attracts good. Right. It's yeah. funny you say that about him because he's somebody I was circling to try to meet. Yeah. And it did finally happen at this yeah. charity event recently. Oh, okay. Awesome. Yeah. But you know, I know a lot about him, but I didn't want to let on that I knew a ton about him. Right. So we meet organically. (laughs) (laughs) Matt, are you listening? (laughs) (laughs) But in reality, I know a lot about him. I'm friends with his wife. They've, they've, we've covered him in our sister publication. Yeah. One of my colleagues was going to work for his company. Wow. Yeah. But I like what he's saying. Good attracts good. But I also feel like you could say that with a lot of adjectives. Mm. Passion attracts passion. Yes. Momentum attracts momentum. Negativity attracts negativity. Okay, so let's talk about that. We're we're now going to go a little bit deeper into the idea of connecting. We're going to move from networking, uh, and we're going to move into how we build connections that are able to create things uh, in the future. One of the things that Julie has talked about is uh, she's the editor-in-chief of 405. Uh, if you haven't seen what what they're doing here locally, it's it's really unbelievable. I have to tell you this. One of my favorite things is what you did creatively uh, in the wintertime, when you brought out the, uh, the edition on birds, I thought it was brilliant because everybody else is going towards snow and they're going towards ice and, and this, and it was like, no, here's actually like a sign of color in life and hope where Oklahoma winter can feel a little dull, sad and gray. It was like, no, actually let's focus on something that's coming in the future. Anyway, I just loved it. So can I unleash 
birding on you right now. All right, let's let's get into birds. Because I don't know if you have time or if you're even ready for this. <laughs> All right. Because it's so intense. <laughs> so <laughs> birding, it's hard for me to say out loud to this day, but it's one of my deepest passions. Birding. Birding, yeah. It's, is birding the definition of like bird watching? Uh, yeah. Bird okay. watching, um, cultivating birding ecosystems in your backyard. It really is. Studying birds? All of the above. Okay. So I have um, 19 different feeders up in the summers. Wow. And this just all happened because, you know, I got into it randomly and it spiraled. But you just made me think, so in that huge, terrible freeze, mm-hmm. do you remember this? Yes. The horrific freeze. It Which lasted one? like 10 days. Oh, yeah. The one where my power was out for 11. Yes. Yes. I remember okay. that one very well. So. Oklahoma lost 80 to 90% of its bluebirds. Whoa. It just did. That's they a huddled. Isn't it awful? I love bluebirds. They, they huddled in there and they literally froze to death by the dozens. Oh my goodness. This devastated me. Yeah. So I decided I'm going to do whatever I can to help the bluebird population in Oklahoma. So I go and I buy a birdhouse and I read online where to put it, positioned it north yeah. facing a shrub, and I get a new feeder that has mealworms, which they eat exclusively. Wow. Guess who got a bluebird nest this summer? Right? Bluebirds form the nest, the babies leave, they start a new nest, and now the babies come back to my yard. Hold on, wait. You you essentially built a networking event for the bluebirds in Oklahoma in I your know. backyard. Amazing. So I guess... The, the point of that story is something really sad and something tragic that just broke my heart. You live in that space for a minute and then you think, what can I do about it to mm. make it better? What can I do about it to turn this situation around, however small it is? Yeah. See, I, I love this because what, what we're getting into here is the idea of connection and conflict. Mm-hmm. And Sometimes conflict is direct with another person, but sometimes content, uh, conflict is situational. Mm-hmm. And it's just the, the, the simple challenges that you face. But that friction, that, that can actually build connection. It can build opportunity even more if you lean into it. Mm-hmm. So we've talked about this. Uh, how would you like to uh, describe how you feel about conflict? I don't dislike conflict. <laughs> I don't want to yeah. sound like a drama queen, but I guess I love passion. Okay. And so if it has the opportunity to, mon- to be mundane or boring or full of conflict and passion, then I would choose the conflict. Yeah. Especially when it comes to creativity and creative projects. So we create this magazine and it has all kinds of conflict mm-hmm. financially everything between editorially and advertisements so we're fighting for the clients who paid to get themselves in the magazine yeah. but we're fighting for the story wow. and then also the art director is fighting for the images and I'm fighting for the words it's like everybody on this team wants to win and that's not a bad thing it's just mm. a matter of Literally meeting in the middle of that creative contention and that creative conflict and realizing that that process is going to produce the best product and it doesn't need to be avoided. Okay. So sometimes when we go from building connection, uh, 
we might be tempted to say things are good with this connection. And so I don't want to push forward into conflict, but conflict is going to happen, uh, almost everywhere we are. Either things erode because the relationship isn't fresh Mm -hmm. or there's going to be some level of conflict in it. And especially if you're working on a team. And so how do you harness conflict and use it for a creative edge? So if you don't want to call it conflict, you can call it tension, creative okay. tension. Sure. And it really just this is this ebb and flow of everybody fighting for their role. Mm-hmm. And I would say as you go into the situation, so I have three principles as a as a employee. Here we go. And a manager. Okay? Yeah. Be respectful at all times. Yeah. Do what you say you're gonna do. Don't create extra work for a team member. That's it. That's it. And and I do experience this tension and this conflict constantly. But we're being respectful to each other. Mm-hmm. And whether it feels like it or not in that moment, we're working towards the same goal. Yeah. We're going to create the best product because we're fighting for the thing that we are passionate about and that we've been assigned to and paid to fight for. Yeah. So my um, art director, I don't know if he'll hear this or not. It seems Christopher... Our personalities couldn't be any more different. Okay. I mean, opposite ends of the spectrum. And it took months for us to learn how to work together because we're just opposite in every way. Mm-hmm. He likes rigid meeting structures. I like anything except that. Yeah. And we just found this way to appreciate the genius and mm. the insight that each other bring to the table. And the product has never looked better. Oh, I love that. Okay. So let's, let's talk about this, just kind of diving in a little bit more on this idea. I think, you know, one side is I want to connect, uh, with a lot of people at a networking event, but then also when I'm working with people and, um, I have certain rules, one of them is be respectful. Okay. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about that. What sounds like respect in your house growing up may sound very different, may be very different than what respect sounds like in my house. And so what can easily happen is uh, I suddenly cross a barrier that I didn't know I crossed. Now, I have to give you all a caveat on this. I grew up a bit conflict adverse. Mm, So I'm still learning how to embrace some of these things. I'm what my therapist in my 20s, I would have codependent tendencies. So I've always had to, after learning that, I've had to learn how to face that when I start feeling conflict. And then a lot of times gauge, like, is this something that I want to step into? Like, do I believe that that's going to uh, bring about something that that's better on the other side? But I never feel excited about like, oh, great. Like we're going to get into conflict here, but I'm learning that it's necessary. My question is when you're, when you're faced with that kind of conflict, how do you because I, I, I really believe you do connect like a boss. How do you step into that? So when I first got married 13 years ago, it wasn't going well. Mm-hmm. It was just constant fighting. And it's because we came from different backgrounds and yeah. different family styles. And so we took these communication skills and conflict resolution classes that were so effective from the first second that we ended up becoming trained facilitators and stuff. Wow. And so there's sort of some basic principles to healthy conflict resolution and healthy communication. And there's stuff you've heard before. It's just about implementing it consistently until it becomes second nature. Don't use statements like never or always. Hmm. Using I statements. Yeah. 
immediately if I say something like, you never meet your deadline, Mm. you're mad. Yeah. But if it says something like, it creates a lot of stress for me when articles aren't turned in when I was expecting them. Like, it's totally different. It's completely different. And then also always thinking about you and your team member Mm -hmm. as you're against the problem. You're working against the problem together towards the solution, towards the product, towards the goal. So that helps me. Also, last one. Yeah, go ahead. Is this a good time? You Mm. have to run it through your filter. Is this a good time for that person? Is this a good time for me? Am I hungry? Am I mad? Am I agitated? No, that's not a good time for you. Is the other person in the zone? Is their vibe off today? And then if you think it's a good time for both of you, verbalize that. Is this a good time for Mm. this? Because you're already setting yourself up for success if you set those parameters around difficult conversations. That's good. One of the things you said just a moment ago, you you talked about how this is my team member. We're working on the problem. Mm -hmm. So often your team member in your mind can become the problem. Yeah. And I mean, sometimes they are. And sometimes yeah. you are. Yeah. But you don't have to think of it that way. Yeah. You, you can actually look at it from a different lens and say, we're working towards this. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also about being able to accept mm-hmm. people's feedback. Hmm. Not you're not going to be the best in every situation. And when somebody respectfully verbalizes something that you're doing, mm-hmm. that's standing in the way of your best result or that's making their life harder, that's when you listen. You listen and you internalize it and you take it, yeah. take it to heart and think, is this really going on? And what can I do to change it to make it better for this person? Yeah. You know, one of the things I've I've found really helpful is assuming positive intent with people as much as possible, uh, which goes counter to if I feel uh, if I feel criticized, I want to to start telling myself a bad story about them. Right. <laughs> but it's it's so much more powerful to say, you know what, I'm assuming that they have positive intent in these ways. And then maybe thinking through what are some of the challenges that they could be feeling and facing that might have led them to it. This is not me going all the way through and dismissing bad behavior from somebody else, but it is creating a space of empathy so that I could come back and say, okay, if I was going to do things better, and then you said something really, really valuable. I think a lot of us, um, it's, it's easy to view ourselves through roasting glasses. Right. When it comes to conflict, it's really difficult to see the other person and to be able to see their best self once the tension is high. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you also have to remember that person is great at their job because mm. they're the way they are. Yeah. So on at the magazine, the sales team can be really aggressive. But why are they good at sales? Yeah. Because they have that type of personality that mm-hmm. doesn't back down and puts himself out there. Yeah. And then our our art team has a tendency to be artistic. Yeah. Uh, a moody. And they're great at their job because they're able to live in this creative space like that. Yeah. And I would appreciate that same grace from them. Mm-hmm. The things that make me good at my job 
might drive them insane. Yeah. <laughs> but in the end, it's all about coming together and finding common ground, exactly like at networking events. Which is kind of where we get to, like on on the level of connecting. Is mm-hmm. like if I'm gonna zoom out and I'm looking and saying, okay, uh, I want to be great at a networking event. I also want to be great with the people that I'm working with and walking with or at home with every day. So what's wild about those two things is they're the same intention and they're Mm. the same goal. You're seeing in the other person their potential and their strengths and their possibility. Whether you just met them or you work together really, really closely, you're just bringing out the best in each other. Hmm. Okay, so let's say that I'm a person. We're going to get to our leader growth action step here, okay? Let's say that, that I'm a person who's sitting here and I go, Julie, that's great. The thing is, I'm hearing you. I feel the passion, the energy. I happen to know you're an Enneagram 7. You know, So <laughs> all of that seems to be in your favor. I struggle to have good connections. I still am not totally sure I want to show up at the networking event, and I'm not looking forward to the conflict that we have on our team. What's a step, what's a practical step that somebody could take to just get a little bit better at this? That's going to challenge them. It's going to grow them and they can start moving forwards towards building better connections and ultimately that they can connect, that they can connect like a boss. Well, I would say join an organization. Hmm. Just do it. I joined well a lot, but one specific new one polished uh, kind of on a whim. Yeah. And it's been one of the most fruitful things of this whole year. Wow. Not only did I get a bunch of story ideas out of it, but they asked me to speak at it, mm-hmm. which turned into a million more story ideas. Wow. Because at the end of my talk, I said, if you have something that you're working on that you would like to tell 200,000 people in this town about, please talk yes. to me after. And a small line formed. Mm-hmm. It was just the most incredible moment because it was this small kind of blind leap of faith that maybe I'll, I'll learn something to see it come full circle and just get to tell people stories and stuff I would never have known about otherwise. Mm. There's this, this is a little bit of a tangent, but there's this insurance office who once a year will have a piece of art commissioned by a local artist. Wow. They're up to 50 pieces. So now this insurance office has this incredible art collection that they've been building for half a century. How would I have known about that if somebody didn't tell me, if I didn't open myself up to it? So join an organization, just do it, get a friend to come. There's a million options. There's faith-based ones. There's gender-specific ones. There's the traditional ones even. Mm -hmm. There's the Chamber of Commerce ones. There's the breakfast ones. There's the happy hour ones. There is something going on. Young leadership. There's something going on. And even if those things aren't your style, then I would say connect with one other person in your industry just for coffee, even if it's just to inspire each other for a little bit. Yeah. And then as far as working with your team that you're already around, how can I connect with that person today? So the single greatest thing that I ever did for this relationship I was talking about earlier, Mm -hmm. and this is my direct counterpart. I realize as the face of the magazine, I'm constantly getting positive feedback and negative feedback, but people write letters, they send text messages, they comment, they send emails, all kinds of feedback. Mm 
He, as a more behind-the-scenes role, didn't get any of that. So what I started doing was sending pictures or taking screenshots and forwarding all this beautiful feedback that we were getting about the product that he wasn't seeing otherwise. Wow. He loves seeing that stuff. Yeah. And all of the comments were to him as well. Like, it's Mm. not just me who's making this product great. It's the whole team, but really a lot of it's him. And so that's been a great step for our relationship. And I think that's also been uplifting for him as a person. So out of this today, things that you can do. One, join an organization because it's going to stretch you. It's going to challenge you. It's going to connect you. Two, take time to connect with somebody like with with a coffee. And then three, like within your team and connecting with your team members, Make sure that you're doing things that are going to fill their bucket. Maybe it's forwarding good reviews. Maybe it's forwarding uh, something that that somebody said, or it might be taking time and being really intentional with their schedule and making sure that they're ready before you have uh, a conversation and making sure that they're energized as well. Well, Julie, thank you for coming in today, sitting down with us here on the Leader Growth Podcast and making us better. Uh, Really appreciate it as you help us today learn how to connect like a boss. One more thing. You mentioned earlier, if you don't want to do any of those things, mm-hmm. you don't want to network. Yeah. You don't want to connect with your teammate. Then you should probably analyze within yourself, where is my passion gone and what can I do to find it again? Mm. And you might just end up chasing some uh, great opportunities, even building a haven for bluebirds in your backyard <laughs> in the process. So once again, thanks for being here today with us on the Leader Growth Podcast. Thanks for joining us today. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Well, that wraps up today's conversation with Julie Parton on how to connect like a boss. Thanks for joining us today on the Leader Growth Podcast. I'm David Skidmore. Such an honor to spend time with you here. If you want the show notes for today's podcast, you can get those at leadergrowth.us forward slash podcast. That's leadergrowth.us forward slash podcast. And I would be so honored if you rate, review, share this podcast with someone that you know. We're going to be back here next week with an amazing guest. Until then, love hard, live full, and lead strong. Everything, never front like I'm balling, I got moves to make. Better with success, I got dues to pay. All good things, they come to those who wait. Yeah, what I left behind from trying to be great. Ain't no secret to success if you ain't working. If you ain't down to hustle, then you don't deserve it. If it came easy, probably go fast. Because anything easy probably won't last.